welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes or less, and I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast today, David Delaney. He is the founder and CEO of Tenbound out of San Francisco, California. David, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. And what would you like our viewers and listeners to know about Tenbound? Oh, well, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. And uh, Tenbound works with tech companies, uh, mostly here in Silicon Valley, but really all over the country on their go-to-market. So working with their sales team, sales development, and marketing team to really align and help them find customers and, and uh, keep the customers around. Well, that's great because everybody needs that. <laughs> they all need a little more of the, of the new customers and retaining the customers. So that's two really important parts. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, let's jump into our questions. The first question, I'm sure that, David, this has never happened to you, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. once in a while, leaders will have maybe a conflict or a struggle with a coworker or maybe one of their leaders or a subordinate. Maybe share with the audience something that might be of help to how they can resolve that conflict that sometimes comes up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, this is always a tough one. Um, I think that you've kind of got three major routes that you can take. One is to uh, try to get to know the person a little bit better and and see if you can if you can come to some kind of uh, agreement on the relationship and and how you can get along best. And that might be in in a social environment. You know, when we come out of of the pandemic, take them out to lunch or try to spend more time with them in an off, off work setting so that you can, you can figure out if you can repair the relationship. Um, you know, otherwise it sometimes goes into like a cold war where you just have to figure out, okay, I really don't like you very much, but we have to work together and we got to make this happen. So let's um, just sort of <laughs> lock ourselves into a cold war. Uh, but the, at the most extreme, you know, um, life is short and you really have to be, uh, you know, proactive with uh, the, the little time that we have here. And, and um, if it's really not working out, then you, you've got to uh, figure out next steps, whether it's to, you know, move to a different department or figure out a way where you just can't work with the person anymore. And sometimes you got to make a drastic move. Yeah, those are great suggestions, by the way, all three of those. I, I agree completely. There's these moments where you just kind of have to figure out how is this relationship going to exist? But uh, yeah, yeah. great tips, great tips. Question number two, I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. What's one tip that you would offer leaders that can help them retain their talent a little bit longer? Yeah, that this is a good one. So Number one, it's are you supporting the the uh, employee, both you know in coaching and and training and trying to help them, but then also behind the scenes, you know, within your organization, are you are you supportive, you know, in the boardroom and and behind closed doors and 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 helping the person, you know, to to be able to get their name out there and and. Um, and being supportive of them, you know, when they're not around. Um, I think that, that that's one thing that's super important. Um, and then also being able to have those tough conversations with the with the employee and and not shying away from giving them, you know, the feedback that they need to hear 
on their performance or on the project that they're working on or how, how they're working within the company. And um, don't don't let it be a surprise, you know, if, if it's builds up for a long time and you're not happy with how they're doing, um, the worst thing that you can do is surprise somebody. So I, I would really encourage you have have tough conversations um, about things and, you know, always from a place of that you're trying to support them. I really like that approach of, of uh, trying to support the employees and coming at it from a let's work together on this type of approach. I think that's really important. So that's a great suggestion. All right. Question number three, is there a suggestion that you have for how teams can build resilience? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a tough one. I I've had to learn over the years and, and, uh, you know, I heard this um, throughout my youth and, you know, earlier in my career, but it, it really has sunk in, um, you know, lately as I've studied it more. But it, it just kind of comes down to the the stoic, you know, maxim, maxim of there's everything that's outside of your control and there's everything that's within your control. And um, it's easy to say, but it really takes some time to think about and 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 write and reflect on to really be able to to divide those two things out and focus on what you can control but i once you once you get that um it really helps from this i think it's in in our society right now and and everything that we're trying to do it's very easy to get overwhelmed you know, there's too much information, there's too much pressure, there's too many goals and, you know, things coming at you from all sides. But if you can just really, really hone in on this is what I can actually control today, you can be much more resilient. So that's, that's what I know, easier said than done. I, I get it. But um, if you can reinforce that with your team, I think it's really helpful. I love that tip, though, because yes, you're right, it does sound easier than it really is, but it is so important to keep that in mind because there are so many times that we all have met people that we, and even, you know, hey, I'm guilty of it too. We get caught up a little bit in trying to control the things that we just simply can't control. And all it does is create that frustration and that uh, that fatigue, that emotional, mental fatigue, but great, uh, great advice to learn how to distinguish those two. I love that. All right. Well, question number four, is there someone that you would like to recognize that has had a positive influence in your life? Yeah, it's it's funny. I wrote his name down. Um, there's a guy named Scott Sinatra, and he um, was no relation to the other one. No, no relation. Um, I'm dating myself now, but um, Scott Sinatra was uh, our our sales leader at a, uh, my first tech company that I I. Uh, started at when I when I um, broke into the tech industry. I didn't start the company. I just started working there as one of the sales guys. And, uh, you know, he was he was uh, very supportive. Um, he was a great listener and and uh, was able to, um, you know, give really understand my strengths and, and weaknesses and work with me in a way um, to help me develop a whole new career in sales. And, um, you know, I, on the flip side, I've worked with a lot of very toxic um, sales leaders over the years who um, I could go, we could do a whole nother podcast and they were sort of the opposite of Scott. And so he really sticks out in my head. I'm very grateful for his uh, mentorship. 
Oh, that's great. Thank you for recognizing yeah. Scott, because I think we, as you said, we all, we've all had our mixture of people that uh, help us along the way and those who maybe don't. And so we, we appreciate those who have invested in us in that mentorship role. I like that. Thank you. All right. Last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. <laughs> well, uh, there was uh, kind of two. Uh, unofficially, my first job was uh, feeding the dog next door to our house, um, who who I feel so sorry for him. He was just shut in a laundry room all day, oh, this okay. big Dalmatian in this tiny little laundry room. So so I, I uh, horrible, probably animal abuse, but I would go over there. And as soon as I would let him out, he would just take off. <laughs> and oh. He'd go in the backyard and it would take me about half an hour to corral him back in because that was all of his stimulation for the day. So that was my first unofficial job. My first official job was um, selling shoes um, at, at um, I don't even know if they have them anymore. There were shoe stores uh, back in the day where you would go in and, and try on shoes and select your shoes. And there was uh, commissioned salespeople that were uh, there to help you. And I just thought it was amazing that, um, you know, I had inbound leads, you know, coming in um, and they they would select them. I would just help them out. And uh, and then I would make a commission and it was it was awesome. So that is great. I like that. That's kind of what got you started, apparently, on your whole sales career then. Yep. I've always I've always loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Yeah, well, if you're watching the video, um, just go to 10bound.com um, and jump on the newsletter. It's the best way to, We there's tons of free tips on sales and marketing in the tech industry. And, um, and uh, you can keep in touch with all the cool stuff we're doing. That's awesome. So 10bound.com and sign up for the newsletter then. Sounds great. Thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also invite you to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you may be watching or listening. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day.